Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Here we go. It's How We Seize It, episode 134. This week we are tackling uh, Jurassic Park, 1993 release. Uh, some uh, call it the uh, the invention of the blockbuster uh, summer movies. What? Uh, 1993? I, yeah. No, that's... I, I, maybe, would say, maybe. I would say the dawn of, of digital blockbusters you know because this was... maybe that's maybe that's what it was maybe i'm, I'm getting my myself confused a little uh, bit it's... yeah because i think it's his first movie jaws or not first movie but uh, his first big blockbuster was considered the the birth of. but was it a summer was it a summer blockbuster i mean th- i'm thinking that's what or maybe you know what i'm sorry maybe i'm getting our uh top gun infused with this a little bit uh it was a big top uh summer blockbuster i mean we are literally i swear it's like we were just here last night uh, it was two <laughs> nights ago but it seems like it was just last night uh, but no, uh, that's okay. We're, it, it's no big deal. It is Jurassic Park. It is a huge movie. It is a blockbuster uh, for sure. Um, and so uh, we're going to cover it. And that's why this makes it easy on a short notice to do this movie because uh, it is it has been watched multiple times, I'm sure, by both of us. I, I know you're a big Steel, uh, Spielberg fan, so I'm sure you've seen it quite a few times. I've seen it I'm sure you times, prob- yeah. Yeah. You probably had to watch this in school as for something, right? They they were uh No, I had graduated in 93. So, uh I oh. mean, I graduated in 92, I believe. So, so no, I didn't have to watch it for for school, but um certainly studied some Spielberg stuff. Uh his, you know, Jaws was a big one we studied. Um gotcha. and and yeah, uh, and I always loved Raiders of the Lost Ark from a from a uh studying the, the storyboarding and uh, blocking and, and there's there's a lot of interesting elements that makes that more than just a, a great action movie so right all right well uh, before we get to that I'm Noah one of the main hosts on here and with me as always is my main man Steve say hi Steve how's it going everyone it's good to be here <laughs> thanks for having me <laughs> <laughs> no problem uh, and here on how we see it we like to come up with a cocktail uh, drink or something that we're gonna pair with this uh, this show we're gonna talk about here in a second uh, and this is no different uh, this this week uh, we're doing something to go with uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, I know for me, right away, I, I had kind of already knew what I was going to do, and I was glad I found something that worked right into my wheelhouse. I'm going to jump right in with it because I, I just tasted it and I want some more. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so uh, one of my favorite drinks is a whiskey sour. Always has been, always will be probably. Uh, just one of those ones that I could drink day in and day out and never get tired of. Well, I found one called a Dinosaur. <laughs> and I was like, that's perfect. Now, the dinosaur I found just called for, for rum, but I wanted to go a little bit different, and I had a lime uh, Bacardi in my, my cabinet, so it made it nice and easy. I didn't have to buy anything special, uh, and uh, so I, I mixed that in there. It is two ounces of the lime rum, uh, one ounce of fresh-squeezed lemon. I got I got those Jurassic-sized lemons on my tree out back because they've been on there for a while, so they're nice and big. Nice slipping uh, that in. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little bit of simple syrup. And then um, this one called for the uh, a prehistoric egg white, right? And, and, and I'm like, well, I've got chickens, which are close to dinosaurs, and that's where I get my eggs, but I'm not putting egg white in my drink. But I do have a, a egg substitute. It's called uh, Free Foam. 
uh, it's uh, it's a little, it gives you that foam without having to have the egg in there. And so uh, I did that, shook it all up, did a dry shake to get that foam nice and, you know, thick. Then uh, threw it in for an ice shake uh, to cool it down and then dropped it in my How We Seize It tumbler glass, which I, uh, <laughs> came out really nice. And uh, so came out really pretty, had a nice, it still has a big foam head on it, or not a big one, but a nice foam head on it. And taste-wise, this is this is the new summer drink. I, I'm going to go right there and tell you that right now. Wow. Wow. Although I'm a little disappointed. I think you would you should have gone with the, the true chicken uh, <laughs> egg white because uh, that does tie in nicely with all the uh, with the, the the bird theme that that kind of permeates throughout this film uh, with you know they say <laughs> chickens are the closest thing we have to to dinosaurs in a there way you go. still yep but no you had to go with the substitute yeah. <laughs> I I, get, I just can't do it I can't I can't go with the with an egg in there uh, but it is it is super delicious the the lime rum really adds a a kind of extra level to to the flavor where a normal whiskey sour has you know has that nice lemon flavor and it, it's really good this one just has a like a lemon limeness to it that really kicks and i'm loving it up in the just, up in the lime flavor i i i have a little struggle to when it, when it comes to uh spirits and adding lime or lemon directly to the spirit and uh, i like i like adding the additional uh lime and lemon when the cocktail yeah. calls for it but uh i, I don't like well it. i had this i had this it's a it's a lime bacardi and a raspberry bacardi that i had from uh, one of our previous ones i think it was uh, one i did that was a uh, for um when we did uh the new mutants movie and i had the the bears the bear shot mm -hmm. the ghost bear shot and uh, so I haven't used it all up, and, and so this worked out perfect when I went to go. Because I, I have some other rums, and I, I saw that, though, and go, oh, that sounds good. And it's been hella hot here, so I'm thinking <laughs> I want something a little little cooler, a little kind of more, uh, you know, f refreshing and stuff. And so that, lime, that lemon lime to me became a, a, oh, yeah. a really refreshing idea. So no, I'm I had little, to go with that one. I'm a little jealous at, at, your, uh, <laughs> at your cocktail, especially the refreshing side, because mine – actually is more of a cream cocktail which i usually try to avoid um, <laughs> so are you yeah. ready for me to get into mine i i'm ready for you all right, all right. um so i went with a cocktail uh inspired by uh uh dr ian malcolm and it's called a chaos cocktail because that's that's a big part of of where he comes from he's got background in chaos theory and he throws yeah. a few a few uh <laughs> fun fun lines in throughout the movie and he became kind of a favorite character to a lot of uh, a lot of fans of this movie and and um and jeff goldblum of course i thought i thought he was he was wonderful in this he's um, a sexy ass man and this this has one of the pictures that of him that is, <laughs> goes around the internet of like is that some kind of you know playgirl photo shoot he was in but no it's from jurassic park he's so funny how he can balance that that you know intellectual but creepy uh uh rock and roll sex symbol in this movie i mean he kind of pulls all those together uh so um but anyway i i was of course i was 23 when this came out so i was kind of enamored with his shtick and you know um i think i had just met cindy so i was probably uh, uh my wife um so i was just uh looking for looking for tips on how to how to attract <laughs> women, and he's got a few uh, unusual uh, tips to, to. Well, it's it's a leather jacket with the the button down t shirt uh, without many buttons done. That's I think that's his go to move. Okay, all right. 
Well, this chaos right, chaos cocktail. I'm going to read the ingredients. I did some subbing because I'm still uh, I'm still dealing with the ingredients I have here, and and I also tried to uh, uh, downplay some of the cream uh, just to avoid the conge- all the congestion I had when we did Le- Big Lebowski. I, 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 <laughs> I went a little nuts, but anyway. So a chaos cocktail is half ounce of Everclear alcohol, uh, one ounce of uh, Irish cream, half ounce of cherry brandy, half ounce of Benedictine and one ounce of cream with a maraschino cherry um, as garnish. I did some subbing rather than uh, Everclear, which is no, you know well known for being a really high high proof um, base spirit. It's a pretty it's it's almost like a vodka, I guess, but it's just really really high yeah. proof. Um, I went a little bit more um, <laughs> up my alley with a bourbon. I have a a um, an overproofed bourbon. It's actually called an old man. Uh, 114, which I thought was kind of fitting, considering uh, Richard Attenborough's character of John, Doctor John Hammond, who's who kind of yeah, fits yeah. into that old man role. So I thought that works. Um, I stuck with the Irish cream. I didn't have any cherry brandy, but I did have a really good cognac. So I thought uh, that was a nice substitute for that. It's got it doesn't doesn't have the cherry, but I was going to still add the cherry. Um, I did have Benedictine, and I dumped the cream because I thought there was plenty of cream already for <laughs> Irish cream and again I thought that would go straight to right. my, uh, to my congestion so that's what that's what I came up with for my chaos cocktail I added a little chaos changed the ingredients and, uh, and there came you go up, came up with my own so it's uh it's it's still looking pretty creamy but uh but it's got a nice nose so we'll see Nice. Yeah. The chaos part of it works. You know, that's, that's kind of one of the things he was talking about is just when you think it's going to be this, it goes to that. You know, this tastes very much like a white Russian, very much. Okay. Even though we got your whiskey and your, and your, 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 your bourbon and your brandy and your Benedictine, but it's really, uh, maybe it's just that, that, and I, I used Irish cream rather than, uh, than, then um, anytime you throw Irish cream in there it, with some others, it's going to get a flavor like that. That's just kind of that, that white Russian. Yeah. I didn't have style. Yeah. But um, yeah. So it's nice. I'm nice. Gonna... Good. Yeah. I, I get you. Sometimes those, those creamy, heavy drinks, they don't sit as well, especially on these hot days. Those are nice, uh, nice winter, winter drinks for right. sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I got you. Nice. That's a that's a good call. The Benedictine is that? Uh, am I saying that right? Benedictine. Uh, what what is that actually? I, I to me it sounds like a medicine. <laughs> well, it's it's a liqueur. Uh, okay. Uh, Dom, I, and I'm not even sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because it, the 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 label has D period O period M period Benedictine. So. Um, okay. That's something that uh, when we get when we get Bo back on, he can he can give us some history there. But let yeah. me see what I can come up with. Uh, it's um, well. Speaking of Bo being back on, that sh- Benedictine is a subtle alchemy of twenty seven different plants and, and oh jeez, yeah. So it's so it's it's a plant based liqueur. It's really okay. nice, and I use it in a lot of my uh, my uh, my a lot of my favorite cocktails, like a, a Vucare. Uh, is got some Benedictine in it, and uh, I think it's really nice. It's got it. It works with with the. Uh, it kind of gives it a uh, a cherry a cherry flavor. So it's okay. It's, it is. So it's it's not. It's uh, 
It has more of a fruit, but not not necessarily like when you when you said all these the plant based. I was thinking like, is this like a a kale flavored <laughs> liqueur? I, you know, I don't think I've ever tried it straight, so um, it's definitely not. Uh, what's that? What's that additive that yeah, that's very much like cherry. They're that really heavy grenadine. Grenadine. It's not like grenadine, but okay. um, it's it's a little milder. But I haven't tried it on its own. I should probably do that so I can okay. have a better opinion you know. when you ask me that question next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, good stuff. I was gonna say, uh, speaking of uh, Bo and Nina, they'll both be back with us uh, next week because the next week's episode, uh, we're back with Marvel. We're hitting, uh, we're we're into our movie uh, run here towards the end. Uh, we've got Ant Man and Wasp coming up. Yeah. Uh, next week for episode one thirty-five. I am looking forward to hitting the movies so much. <laughs> uh, right before this, I was uh, I was cruising Facebook, uh, and someone posted a thing about a fan made. Um, kind of rematch of uh, Avengers Endgame and it's that big battle at the end but they they did the song uh I need a hero um <laughs> and so it 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 comes out perfect it it works so good and just seeing those guys and that that battle scene and everything like that and everybody coming together I'm like oh man that looks I I I am so stoked to watch these movies now again cuz I haven't watched them in a while I would say it's a good year since I've watched any of those other than Ragnarok, um, which I don't go about a month without watching a month and a half. <laughs> I haven't seen Ragnarok in years, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> um, certainly haven't. Yeah, I, it, we have plenty to keep us busy with watching, but uh, um, so yeah. so I'm looking forward to no, it. Well. It'll be good. Actually, I think Ragnarok will be coming out. Or we'll be watching that on our on our uh, schedule about uh, a couple weeks after the new Love and Thunder hits. Uh, a little bit before the the actual movie hit comes out on uh, Blu-ray, so we'll probably be covering those two fairly close to each other. That'll be a lot of fun too. Yeah. So awesome. Well, now let's get into Jurassic Park. Um, one of the things I, I did get to listen to a couple podcasts on this one, and one of the things I noticed was a lot of people have, you know, we talked about imprinting uh, not too long ago. Definitely an imprinting imprinting from this movie. A lot of people knew how old they were, where they were when they first saw this and stuff yeah, like that. True. Um, I mean, you just have to know where you were in 93. Uh, I was thinking about it, and I am not 100% positive I saw this in the theater. Um, I can't remember for sure. I, although I was back in, the, I, I, uh, I was back in uh, California. Um, I, I was stationed in Hawaii, and I know I didn't go to the theater or movie theater when I was in Hawaii. So pretty much all of 92 was out. Uh, but I was back here, so I might have seen this in the theater. Fun fact that I found out that I was actually in Hawaii <laughs> at and around the time that it was being filmed over there because um, during Hurricane Aniki, uh, they all had to uh, like hunker down in the basement of the hotel they were in uh, while the while the hurricane went over. And I was out uh, working the seas uh, as uh, as a Coast Guardman at that time, so. I, I just thought that was kind of funny. I was like, man, I, I, I was right there. I, I might have been able to see some of this if I had known and, you know. So yeah. I just I, thought that was kind of funny. I distinctly remember working at Blockbuster Video in Lemon Grove back, uh, you know, in San Diego. And I remember being in the back office talking with my wife, my future wife. We were just, you know, <laughs> I, I was her boss at the time. Um, and another one of the assistant managers that uh, we knew really well, uh, Fred, we called him fucking Fred, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, and and he was saying uh, 
because he had seen the movie and we hadn't, and we were asking him about uh, it because it was there was so much buzz um, about this movie, and his big thing was the dinosaurs are real, man. That, that was yeah. that was what he said. He said it's a good movie, but the dinosaurs are just unbelievable. They're just they're real. So yeah, and and that's that was such a big change because this was I believe the first movie that really. I think Last Starfighter might have been one that really took advantage of CG first, but uh, but uh, when it came to something, this sort of realism, uh, digital realism, this first first yeah. movie to really try to take that on, and there was even a debate. Spielberg wasn't sure. I mean, he had, they had actually done some filming with uh, with stop motion, and and uh, obviously there's a lot of animatronic stuff too that that's interwoven. But uh, he took the plunge into the digital world, and you know the proof is in the. In the, in the he did he did it right because he 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 sprinkled it in he sprinkled it in with with all the stuff he did some great animatronics and puppetry and stuff like that well, mixed yeah, in with some good CGI yeah uh, we talked about on Monday with Top Gun how well it did with intercutting the 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 model airplanes with the the real airplanes yeah. and it, it, it kind of held up you couldn't really tell the difference when it cut from one to the other and you know even Geez, what was this? Twenty or no, almost, almost thirty years ago that this movie came out. Yeah. Even thirty years later, you know the CG really still holds up quite a bit, and especially in how mm-hmm. they intercut. I think. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it did. You could tell, but but uh, but we're a lot more hyper focused on that stuff nowadays. It it really did hold up uh, yeah. for the most part. Uh, I actually had more issue with some of the puppetry that I was like. Uh, I was like, oh, that didn't hold up as well. Like, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I um, and it was just a few scenes, uh, but for the most part, it was great. Yeah, there's that major scene where it's kind of got the herd uh, that comes running towards them, um, and they they run from it. And so uh, that was one of the first CGI. And, and I guess the guy that was doing a lot of the animatronics and puppetry, uh, he was in there when they first showed them like uh, the kind of bare bones of it, and it was just the skeletons of them running. And uh, it was like them moving and stuff like that. And he looked over at Spielberg, and I, I want to say his name was Tipman or something like that. He goes, he goes, talking about you know puppetry and stuff like that. He goes, "Yep, we're we're extinct." <laughs> and so he thought it was so funny. He he put that line into the movie and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's right. But and and they were they were afraid that they were going to basically get kicked off the movie. But uh, they kept them around for the rest of it to to really get their take on you know kind of how things should move and and to to represent the physical into the digital the the two sides work together like the digital guys were working with the physical guys on on how things work and how how motion uh uh looks to make it look right and i was like that's which really is cool. great because i think this is the same team that did you know the star wars movies and if you look at movie like empire strikes back where you know they did a lot yeah. of elephant captures when they were trying to figure out how to make those add at snow walkers move around yeah. and stuff. They, and, and those are obviously stop motion, but that, that sort of, that photography is, is unbelievable. I love that stuff from that movie. Oh. Um, and, and it seems to work and yeah, Dif- different movie. I mean, going back into star Wars, uh, I know it's, it's uh, not, not Jurassic park, but I wanted to talk about it cause it's, it's that same team. Like you said, that these guys were so inventive that the they wanted to use they were thinking that they were going to use the stop motion for the dinosaurs running and they had invented a technology uh during um uh empire strikes back when the the tauntaun was running 
it was a stop motion. But when you do the stop motion, you don't get the kind of uh, physical movement of the camera also, and that's where they, they end up having these problems. So they designed a way that, so they stop the motion and both the figure and the camera move slightly. So you get a little bit of that movement blur that you don't normally get with a uh, with the physical stop motion and i was like fucking that's genius like they they knew there was a problem making motion look really good that it didn't look realistic from a real camera and they figured out a way to do that also with stop motion i was like man and so they did that a little bit with some of the the stuff in this so i was like you know uh, the minds that these guys have and, and the coolness and just to be around that would have been <laughs> really coolness. fun to just the coolness i love that <laughs> the coolness well i mean it's just like yeah. it's, it's true it's, <laughs> they're inventive. Like, they're just, they just, they, they, they play to invent. They invent to play. You know, it's well, that interchangeable. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny, you know, I know you, you went to school to, to do film and stuff like that. One of my early, you know, you know, everybody wants to, you know, do something when they're a kid. You know, there's the time when you want to be a firefighter and then there's a the time you want to be a jet plight fighter. You know, there's times when you want to do this. There was a time in my life when my biggest goal was to, do sound effects for movies yeah nice and i this is one of those movies that uh when i think about it and i, I watch it and i hear it and stuff like i, I start to think oh man how are they getting that where are they getting because i i saw a show where they were talking about how they get the sound effects for things and it's oh, like yeah i wrote this down because uh as far as what they did you probably have this too but the tyrannosaurus <laughs> composed mm -hmm. of a dog a penguin a tiger's uh snarl alligators gurgle and a baby elephant squeal i love that yeah uh, the deep alle uh, the alligator vocals acted as the low frequency element for the for the final roar but i love the baby elephant squeal too and you and yeah you get this kind and they put them all together and you get this really organic so presence that <laughs> you can't really put your finger on it's like it becomes I, you know i get i get all of them like you know the, the dog <laughs> with kind of the growl and stuff but then i think i'm like what sound did they get from a penguin <laughs> That's the one that throws me off a little bit. I'm like, what? I mean, you you got to think like, what is it a penguin that's doing that's that's so vocal that it's like that's dinosaur sound, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and I love penguins, so I thought it was great too. I had a uh, a video. I think I've mentioned this in the podcast in the past, so I'm sorry for repeating it. But I had a when I was when I was really young and getting into filmmaking, I had a a VCR. Uh, that had a dubbing button so you could actually overdub after I and I you know I had, a, I had a video camera that when I was you know 13 or 14 it was one of the one of the first video cameras that was available after eight millimeter film kind of took a back seat uh, to the video revolution um, and um, but I remember making I made a horror movie uh, when, when I was on my own one one afternoon you know because I had the soundtrack for uh, Halloween, the dee 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 music. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, but I remember using this little overdub button, and after I I had finished, because I you, I didn't have an editing uh, editing software, so I had to basically cut it as I went, you know, all the do all the cuts. But I could overdub audio afterwards, and so I I dubbed over music, but then I also did another layer where I dubbed over sound effects. I totally remember because there was there was a lot of stabbing involved in this because it was a, a, you know, a, a Halloween style a horror movie with a you know, knife. And I, I remember using a, a head of lettuce and a big knife and like, you know, creating chopping oh. sounds and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and and so so I get your I get your fascination with kind of creating sounds and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with crazy. I, I think it, I think it was it was incredible. It'd be fun to do. Uh, 
All right, well, let's let's get into this. Uh, one of the things I want to, uh, you know, you talked about your your chaos drinking, right? We got <laughs> um, Jeff Goldblum as uh, Malcolm, Doctor Malcolm, and uh, my my question is is like why why did they need a mathematician and a chaos guy to okay the park? I you get know, they, the other. They almost cut his role apparently, and uh, and he was you know he was he was a more. He, he, did you read the book? I don't know if you read the book. No, I, no, I, no, I wish I had, but no, I, I, have I not. did, but it was a long time ago. And I remember his character being a little bit different. And I, and I, I think he died in the first book too, which yeah, kind he of does. created a dilemma for Michael Crichton, who also wrote the second book, but he kind of made it based off of the, of the movie because that was that, you know, added oh. the character of, of, that was their their blueprint for the the Lost World movie, um, and uh, and so they kind of he had to kind of resurrect it, um, <laughs> um, and uh, but uh, but he goes into a lot more of how chaos theory is relevant here. Um, okay, and and, and so it, it's a valid question. I I agree. I can't I can't quite pinpoint it, but but I think when you're dealing with um, evolution and you're tampering with evolution in a sense it's an interesting perspective that uh that michael crichton threw at throughout this um and uh and i'm sorry i don't have a better answer than that <laughs> no no it was just one of those things is like you know the other two made sense because they were uh paleontologists and right. and the other was a herb herb i don't know plant paleontologist uh had a special name for prehistoric plants uh and they and they both fit and then, but his was, and I, I mean, his character is really good in the show, uh, in the movie, because he, he's that grounded character, right? He, he's not looking at it from the, the aspect of like, oh my God, dinosaurs are so amazing that the other ones are looking at it and, and in their fields are like, they're kind of getting the, the awe and the glass, glassed overlook a little bit where he's just looking at like, uh, no, no, this isn't right all the time. Like he's not, he's not so awed by all the, the brilliance of the science and stuff like that. He's kind of looking at like, what's, what's the causation of it all. And I like that because he's kind of a realist in a way. Yeah. Um, interesting way he, I mean, he literally, he's there for some, some verbal stuff. And then he's kind of out of the movie, other than looking sexy on on the table with his broken leg. Uh, but he's really not, he did, he doesn't do too much in the movie. No, but I think that's why they featured him in the second movie so much because his character was a runaway. Or Jeff Goldblum in general and how he he presented that character was a runaway hit with all the all the fans that they brought yeah. him back to to, to kind of headline the the Lost World, the next movie that okay. comes out. You know, so yeah. yeah. So I I mean it was just interesting. Um, we got Sam Neill as a uh, dr grant uh he plays a big part you know a lot of a lot of people brought up the fact that you know we get the early scene where he's like you can tell he doesn't like kids he kind of rips into the little fat kid that you know questions him about the 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 i can't remember if he's talking about dinosaurs and he goes into the they'll rip you open and you know he's just kind of like it's not really a kid friendly guy and then you know but he has to to go out of his way and, and kind of change his mindset when he's got these other kids kind of he's saving them and the whole thing so there's a little growth in that and it's kind of cool uh laura dern uh is playing ellie who is uh now this is an interesting thing too is like it seems like he was she was kind of dating grant but she's also flirting with malcolm it, it's never really 
It's a fluid situation. They don't have much chemistry at all in this. I mean, so um, I I thought they kind of did in the very beginning. Well, I think it's just because you don't know. You don't know. Are they dating? Are they not? Uh, they didn't explore it that much. It didn't. Okay. Uh, but maybe they were just they're 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 so deep in the friend zone. It's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and maybe that's what it was. Uh, because yeah, when when Jeff Goldblum and and, and Malcolm's characters flirt with her. Uh, you know, she, she, you can see she's getting into it. Apparently, also, uh, they dated for a little while after this uh, was over for about two years. They you were, mean they Sam Neill and, and Laura Dern? Or? Uh, no, Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, Jeff Goldblum has a, a, a history of uh, end up dating uh, female opposites in his, his movies. <laughs> so well, uh, He has that great line, you know, the future ex- Ex, Mrs. Oh, right. Yeah. Dr. Malcolm, the future ex Dr. Malcolm or something like that. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. he does. Well, well, of course, that that becomes his his kind of shtick that he's carried through all his career. I mean, even in Thor Ragnarok, he brings that same level of 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 Jeff Goldblum, you know. I saw him live at at, uh, at Bottle Rock about five years ago, and he he because he plays a great he's a great jazz pianist and he's got mm-hmm. but but he he monologues too and it's the monologue that everyone's there for. Oh, he's for got, sure. He's got this band and he does his piano and stuff and then he starts monologuing and you're just like oh I can't because <laughs> he and nice yeah. <laughs> so the other wait, 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 is wait, uh, what are you what are you eating? Is that like a little ice cream cone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like the opposite of a Jurassic cone. It's very tiny. <laughs> right. It's a little, uh, um, uh, what are the, drumstick. <laughs> um, yeah, my wife brought those into me. I was like, I don't know. She's not forcing them on me. I'm like, okay. Uh, Richard uh, Attenborough as uh, Hammond. Yeah. He plays the, the, the kind of uh, rich centric uh, owner. Now, um, a lot of people were like saying, oh, he's so old. And I'm like, I didn't. See him played as really an old guy, but I mean, I think I think he's besides. Well, I think he's very well cast in that role. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a director. He he directed a, you know, Gandhi. You know, he's done he's done um, some pretty epic epic movies. That's that's one that I'd put in the epic category. Um, and uh, so so to take on a role like this that that almost almost took over who he was as an individual. You I. Know, I, I I love his character in this, uh-huh. um, everything about him, uh, which apparently is opposite of the book. In the book, he was supposed to be kind of a, a disliked guy and stuff like that, really. Like, this is almost like he wants to bring this to the world, not for, he's almost not looking at it as a money pit kind of, you know, he's not looking at it like, oh, I'm going to make so much money. He's like, I just want to bring this fascination to the world. And and you feel that. Um, I like his little intro video where he kind of, he has the the video and he's talking to it. Very yeah, Disney. He's kind of struggling a little bit with oh, I got I yeah. got some lines and it's getting ahead of him. You know, <laughs> yeah. I but like it's that. very very Disney. Sure. Like right, you know, all out of Disney. And and so what uh, what I heard was is uh, Crichton, the writer of the book, made the character uh, like a dark Walt Disney. And so I think some of it came through. The little video too, and you got the the little DNA that comes up. Watching that. Reminds me of uh, Loki, right? We, we just had on Disney where we have uh, the Miss Minutes. 
right? It seems like it was, it just, it, oh my God, because it, it has that same kind of voice structure and everything. I was like, oh my God, that's so classically well, cool and And fun. it's very much like, you know, you, you mentioned Walt Disney, but Jim, Jiminy Cricket kind of, they had a lot of videos that were very similar to this, this style where they would be instructional or, or mm-hmm. you, you'd go, I mean, I grew up right next to Disneyland. They had rides <laughs> that, that had this sort yeah. of stuff that, that, you know, with a with an accompanying video and, and a narrator that would kind right. of lead you through what was going on. So, yeah. yeah. I just, I thought it was really good. I thought he did an incredible job. Uh, you got Bob Peck um, as uh, Muldoon. He's kind of their uh, Indiana Jones adventure guy. Yeah. Uh, very had, interesting. He had that intensity that, and, and a very interesting kind of finale to his character that that where he was almost in awe of yeah you know it it, he was almost you could see the the enthusiasm you know in his own death you know oh my god oh clever clever girl you know he's just so in awe of these creatures and it's probably that you know he he's the kind of he i could see him as like a klingon saying today is a good day to die as long as it's you know in this sort of this is right. probably the his his dream way of dying if he's got to go out, you know, to be oh, yeah. to yeah. be pinned by a couple of velociraptors. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, then uh, the only real other notable, well, there's two other notable adults, um, the uh, lawyer Martin uh, Ferrero, right, uh, who had a crazy uh, ending, <laughs> yeah, uh, sitting on the sitting on the toilet, <laughs> sitting on the throne, and then uh, Doctor Wong. Uh, played by D.B. Wong. I, th- and, I think, uh, yeah, I think you're still leaving out a couple more because we had the chief engineer, oh. Ray, Sam Jackson, who I think he just, I love his performance in this. He's got a casual intensity that works so well, even though he's in it for just, you know, just a little bit. Now, I think this is right on the heels right. of Pulp Fiction. I don't think he quite, I don't think that. I think it's before, I think it's before it's, Pulp Fiction. Right, right. But yeah. That, is that is that the wrong phrasing then on the heels of yeah on the on the flip side <laughs> you know right before Pulp Fiction came out right um, and then we also got your uh, Dennis N- uh, Nedry who who yeah would be, Wayne Knight would be the villain if anyone just because he's the one that that kind of creates the the chaos out of it you know hundred percent perfect and you're <laughs> right I I I didn't mean to miss those two I was going through uh, the IMDB and they they were below uh, Tim and Lex who are the two kids right so I I, I forgot about them but you're right Wayne Knight as uh, Nedney is so perfect <laughs> in this role right and and most people known him as Newman right <laughs> and and he is a very Newman-esque character even in this it, it's like he does, he can't get away from that that character in a way but even there's like, also he even like squeals like a pig when he's when he, when he <laughs> sees the when he sees that shaving cream contraption that they they give him he, he gets so excited. I, well, I mean, I it, it's got some of the best memes too that come out of. I mean, you still today see memes of him and uh, Dodson where he's like, uh, you know, going back and forth like, hey, 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 see nobody cares. <laughs> and that that I see that all the time today, and and I was like. You know, I almost had forgotten where that came from until watching it the other day, and I saw it again. I'm like, oh my god, that's so funny. Uh, Sam Jackson had the line, "Hold on to your butts," which, which, 
which can kind of, I think it was the writer put that in based on, he heard Robert Zemeckis say it like in another script that he had done <laughs> during like post-production when he was in the editing room, he said it and, and the guy liked it so much that he put it into the script for this. So, so uh, that's kind of uh, the origin of hold on to your butts. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing was, is, uh, you know, Samuel L. Jackson is such a, a huge actor at this point, but he's also kind of, he's, he's, I don't want to call him typecasted, but he's actor casted and, and his, his range doesn't change a ton in a lot of his characters anymore. Uh, he still has that kind of like, I'm Samuel L. Jackson, something, something motherfucker, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't. And, and so but he wasn't there yet in this one. And yeah. so someone was saying, imagine if he was today, Samuel L. Jackson and, and how, how that line, uh, hold on to your butts would have come out. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I think he's benefited from enough, enough diversity in the roles he's been given even, even recently where I don't think he's completely typecast. Like I, like I would, would, Put on someone like Ryan Reynolds or something that just can't get away from this. I'm not saying he's typecasted. I like. I don't think he's put into movies where he's only the same character, but he brings the same energy <laughs> to a lot of his characters, and it's, so it's it's different characters, but they all they all kind of have that same swagger. Did you see? It, did you see Django Unchained? Yeah, his he's the he's the the, the butler or the yeah the yeah the old the old the manservant <laughs> the manservant. I think he's hilarious in that role. Just the way he—I mean, he—he brings—he brings that element of Sam Jackson to the role, and yet it's still a completely crazy, weird, different character. Oh, but but you're right. He does—he does bring something that's always Sam Jackson it's, to, his, it's, to his role. It's, it's Nick Fury in in <laughs> in all the Marvel stuff. Nick Fury—he had—it's—it's it's like he's the comic book character played by Sam Jackson. Yeah. And, and and today, you know, I mean, I, I won't say that I know Nick Fury from the comics. I, I can't say I know, I know his character. But today, I mean, he fits that. But it's almost like that character was is, is rewritten to be Samuel O. Jackson as Nick Fury. God, I know he has influence. I mean, he's the one that kind of got the purple lightsaber, you know, he, and, and I, I mean, it's just, it's, he has that kind of influence on pop culture these yeah. days. And I, I think, yeah, I yeah. know, I know 10 years ago, he was the number one grossing uh, actor. When you add up the, the box office of the movies he's been in. And uh, I don't know. If he's incredible. Stands, stands I, I love today, it. But, I, but you can look at, so I love him. Those. Yeah. It, you yeah. Know, they just had to throw him in, in Lord of the Rings. As I, thought had, like I thought he had, I thought he had a great character. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he had a great character in this one too. Like I, yeah. I really like you know, he's kinda like he's he's a mini Sam Jackson in this one. He's kinda like, mother like I gotta I do this motherfucker's job too. <laughs> he just I think he he has good delivery in his lines where um yeah. you know Spoiler, I'm not a huge this 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 movie isn't that great to me. I mean, we've talked about some epic things, the the special effects, a lot of the action sequence and stuff, but even at the time in 93, I was, I was a little, I was like, Oh, you know, besides all that incredible stuff, it didn't, it didn't wow me like, like something like Jaws or, uh, or ET. I'm, I'm, I'm calling out Spielberg on some of the movies he had done. Uh, to me, it came across as a little bit over choreographed and over, and, and some of the, some of the other lead actors just seemed like their lines were, were, you know, the, the, the greatest 
what are the least common denominator of all this content where you try to try to fit in what they say. Whereas I thought Sam Jackson lent some authenticity to his his yeah. his role, and that's what I wanted to see more of from some of the other actors. I well, and I mean Wayne Knight. He, I mean, he's another one. I don't know if I've seen him in something where he wasn't kind of that numinous character <laughs> that, you know, like I he love comes that, into, the, you know, I love that scene when he's like, I've got to go, I, you know, I'm going to go to the, the vending machine and uh, yeah. can I get uh, anything or, you know, I, you know, he just kind of, he can't, he can't pause and make it seem he's like, sweating like a bitch. Like, and yeah, yeah, yeah like, he just, yeah. Bringing up red flags, but they're just like, uh, <laughs> okay. We'll see you later. <laughs> um, well, and even it, it, so, this is one that uh, some people had brought up, and this this I was trying to figure this one out, and in his motivation, right? Okay, so uh, from the movie, right in the beginning, we get the kind of different like scene here, scene here, scene here, and one of them is him, where he's meeting with a competitor, right? Uh, which is kind of odd. It's like a uh, rival scientist. I mean, you would think that if they know that he's they're breeding dinosaurs like is it common knowledge is it they can't get the you know whatever it is but he does he's doing this all for money right and then you know at first we we're like oh okay i see that a little bit but then he gets back and one of the things he he does is he complains to hammond about not getting paid and i'm like i, I mean you're he's probably getting paid pretty goddamn good i mean He's he's paying for all this other shit. I I don't think he's really skimping on these guys, you know, working at the park. It's glossed over in the movie. It's it's something that's a little bit more uh, developed in the book. So okay, um, not that that's an excuse. I know what you mean. It it's it's sometimes these th that that's where I think the script in this in this uh, adaptation of the book, which which I think highlighted the right things. It it just it's still kind of it misses some of the story. Yeah, it creates it creates almost this awkward, awkward over over your saturation of dialogue. That's just like it. You, you hear a sentence, and it's like they're they're trying to get ten things across in one sentence. Which right? Which, when I wish they wouldn't do that. I wish it would just be like they just get one thing across in the, in the sentence and leave the rest. To, to just you kind of yeah. fill in the blanks, but it seems like they don't want to they don't want to give you the the opportunity to try to fill in those blanks with this. And well, it's funny because some of them they have these great expedition dumps, right? They the the little videos and and some of the other the stuff. Videos they are give great, us, yeah. They give yeah. us a lot of information there, but this is one of the story elements that that you really is like. It, you have to buy in a lot on this one because I was kind of like to me it's like. If you're not getting paid what you think you should get paid, go get another job. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, if he's not paying what you think, go go get better. You, you, no one's making you stay there. You know, it's... it's. But, I, I see, I, I don't think that bothered me so much because it. I, I agree with what you're saying, but I also agree that there are definitely people out there that would do this so you can say what what you're saying because that that I just makes sense and that's right and that's something you want to teach people is you know your kids that, that that's not how you handle things but it does strike me as a very realistic thing you're going to see out there I, 
<laughs> I almost wish I almost wish they would have just left out the little argument about him with Hammond about his 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 compensation. Sure. Like yeah. if they would if they would have just done the the underhanded like they're gonna give me a whole bunch of money. Um, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not feeling like you're not paying me enough at work. I'm just greedy enough that I'm trying to get more, you know, that, that to me would have made it a little bit better. Then that's, that's all I like. I yeah, think I it didn't yeah. add anything to the movie. I think it actually took away from it, but, uh, you know, he gets his great comeuppance 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and it works out perfect. And, and I love the fact the way they, they do it with this one, because throughout this movie, we get some incredible incredible scenes with dinosaurs which i don't know about you uh but when i started thinking about dinosaurs in particular and i was like where did my fascination for dinosaurs when did that i remember playing with plastic dinosaurs <laughs> like when i was like two and three years old right and i don't know where the hell that came from if just all little boys you know and maybe even little girls have this fascination with dinosaurs um, and it's funny because before we started the podcast, there was something you said, uh, or I, I, you might have sung something, but it was from the Flintstones. Right, right. And I was like, oh, god damn, that's right. You know, there, there's just this. You know, it was because you had you had you had called your drink uh, Dino Sour, but it was oh yeah, you went D I N O dash Sour, and to me that's Dino, uh, which oh is, yeah, <laughs> which is from from the Flintstones. So I said Yabba Dabba Doo or something like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just one of those things is like, uh, you know, this is, this was a perfect movie because so many people in it, and I don't know why or where it really comes from, but so many people had a fascination with dinosaurs before this movie was ever out. You know what I found really fascinating? And this was based on a couple things I was listening to today, but one in particular, it said, it said this movie in 1993 had such an influence on, on people's Kind of like we talked about Top Gun, how it kind of influenced yeah. people. To oh, the paleontology. Exactly that. It inspired so much, so much research into dinosaurs that because of because of Jurassic Park, there was so much research done that basically disproved Jurassic <laughs> Park. You know, they they kind of found out that there were a lot more, you know, different de to the to the point where when when Jurassic World came out, they had to make a decision on whether or not to use the new science or base yeah. their dinosaurs on on the old science that had already been kind of uh discovered to be untrue. And I think that's I think that's just fascinating and incredible and I, I think they made the right call just to try to keep it more in 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 the Have style you looked of, into any of that? Because I that today listening to a podcast that was one of the first times I heard that that the T Rex does not supposedly does not look like the T Rex that we've seen over and over and over again. That apparently it had feathers. Uh, yeah. Well, there, there's exactly. Um, I have you ever have you ever looked into that? I'm just curious. Where I mean, does it make sense, or is this just one other person going? Well, no, I think that's I think. I, no, I think that's more I mean, of a scientific uh, belief now is that dinosaurs had feathers, uh, that T-Rexes were not hunters, they were scavengers. Um, there's a lot of different, different thought. And actually the, the scavenger thing, the, the, the person they used to, to um, as, a, as a expert on the film, the, the kind of the paleontologist that supported the film, I think he, 
he already was kind of leaning that direction, uh, but it didn't really. It didn't, it didn't fit in with the storyline, so it wasn't it wasn't that big of a, a different, but uh, of a of a change. But no, we've been so influenced by this movie <laughs> that it's hard to think that uh, you know they found more research. You know they 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 can they can see. I think they found like the digestive system where it showed. Um, certain animals that could eat dinosaurs and you could find digested dinosaurs within their bellies and stuff. There's, there's just so much more science where they can actually, they can, they can determine the pigment of the, of the dinosaur. I think feathers is, is, is been known for long enough. Uh, so that that's pretty common knowledge. Uh, look at the different pictures of, of, uh, what I, and I think Velociraptor isn't the name that that's really, I think that just sounded cooler for the for the the book, but there was there was a big debate on whether or not to even go that direction. But it sounds cool. The other name didn't sound nearly as cool as Velociraptor. I, I, you so. know, I I'm 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 a I'm a big science guy. I, I believe in science. But I almost don't want to right now. Right, I know. I almost, right, I, I'm like I'm like I'm like. How I just how are you how are you gonna prove this? You're telling me you're looking at rocks and gonna tell me the color of the skin of a fucking dinosaur and, and that you've you, never seen. Can you imagine if if Jurassic World came out and they put feathers on the fucking dinosaurs? I mean, yeah, I people don't think would have flipped out. They would be like, no. I mean, I don't care if that's what yeah. science says. We're looking at this and basing it off of Jurassic Park. You know, you gotta stick with your origin. So. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I agree. I, it, they would it probably wouldn't have done as good. Um, what? Oh, there was something else I was I was just thinking of it, and these are when I'm starting to get into some of my holes in the story. Uh, <laughs> one of the ones that I I, I actually found uh, pretty interesting, and I thought the same thing was uh, when we when we see the Triceratops that is, uh, you know, not feeling very good on the ground, kind of sick. You know, uh, immediately to me, I th I saw that as a three horn. Uh, I don't know about you, and if you had ever watched, um, you know, Land Before Time, um, <laughs> I cannot call I it did. Triceratops. Right. <laughs> Land Before Time. I watched that a lot. Uh, I did too. <laughs> well, no, you, no, actually, it's not Land Before Time. I'm thinking of it's Land of the Lost. It's that. Uh, oh. That's that Croft. Uh, you know the. You know they also had like this the. Gosh, they had all sorts of after school movies, but Land of the Lost is what I remembered. I didn't. No, see I know. Land Before no, Time. Land yeah. was an animated kids. No, I know. Yeah, I know. and I I yep, watched yep. it several times. Yep, yep. yep. I, re I remember see I, I don't I did not watch it several times, but I do remember seeing <laughs> seeing the trailer several times cuz it would be on repeat at Blockbuster Video. And oh, I bet, I bet. Yeah. Well, that was around that time, yeah, and I watched it a lot when I was in high school and and but yeah, I remember the, you know, it was a, it was a three horn and a long neck and a flyer and you know, and there was Spike and Ducky and all. Yeah. So when I saw that immediately, that's what I thought. I was like, "Oh, poor three horn." Uh, which was pretty funny. Anyways, the shit that they investigate <laughs> is, is uh, it's a little too oversized. I wasn't sure if that, that was supposed to be like the big, what are the, the Brachiosaurus or, you know. No, no, because she was looking for the, tri yeah, she said I that know. she's getting, I know. that shit was as big as its head. Like Unless, if it's shitting that much, it's got problems. Unless it's like the community shit. Like maybe that's a shithole that. That, that, oh, maybe okay. I, I don't know. I mean, who goes? <laughs> hey, there's some shit over there. I'm gonna shit on top of that. Let's see how big we can get this. Because those guys, I mean, how do you get it to the top? You get you yeah. climb up, you climb up to the top, you know, and, and take another dump or something like that. It's like, oh, this is a. 
So I yeah, so, I, I get I get I get you. I, I was just surprised at how big it was compared to the dinosaur they were showing and stuff. I was like, oh, okay. Uh but uh it was an interesting thing is because people were like, well, you know, they go through all this and then it comes nowhere. It goes nowhere in the movie. Uh, apparently it was, it was actually a big part of the book. They talk about what, what goes um, nowhere. What, the, where that, they... that part of the, that part of the story. Yeah. The disease of them stopping and like... the, yeah. And why it's getting sick. And apparently what it was is they're much like chickens where they have to have uh, rocks in their stomach to help yeah. grind the food. And they do a lot of it just to kind of suggest stuff throughout. I think yeah. the, the one they, they go a little bit more deeper into is is how they how they're able to breed, but but I thought that was oh. over. I thought that was so over explained in this because it was just like he, <laughs> frog he, DNA. <laughs> he, he finds the, he finds the eggs and he just like puts it all together in some masterful little. Oh, they use frog. You know, and this is something that in the book it goes little by little. And I wish I wish oh. they would I wish they would have just kind of put the clues out there. No 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 no. What. I knew I knew that shit was gonna happen before they even got out into the jeeps because what Goldblum says, life science, finds or, uh, a way, yeah, life finds a way, and and they and the fact that they mentioned oh we only have females like how you check you out there checking them yeah like, <laughs> no but and I think that was enough I don't think they needed to go into the explanation yeah so I th that that's why I almost wish the dialogue is just too overbloated with. Yeah, well, and it also it's like, well, okay, then if you use frog DNA or part of frog DNA, why don't more of these dinosaurs look more like frogs? Like, it's not you're changing their DNA by adding this frog DNA, and what and and how do you know which DNA you're messing with to get what dinosaur? Why are they? You know, it it, it also there's a it there's gives, some holes you can poke. Well, <laughs> well you the, the science though is is based off real things you know when michael crichton wrote the original jurassic park he didn't take credit for this he you know he based this off of of real uh science that was going on not necessarily to this to this extent but that they were you know it, they were finding theories mysterious of science well they were able to theories. extract dna through through mosquitoes and and yes and they were they were looking at ways of trying to uh determine the DNA patterns and stuff. So, so it, it's interesting that this came it, that Michael Crichton is, is a really interesting writer. Um, I've, I've read a number of his books and he's always basing his, his books off of science and he takes it to kind of takes it to an extreme in a more cinematic, uh, way where they made Cause they made a lot of, of, of movies, uh, out of his, his source material. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the beauty with science, though, is is it's only accurate until someone proves it wrong. Sure. And that's and that's what science is about. So just because it's science one day doesn't mean it's accurate the next day. But it also gives you a little more credence to the fact that they don't have feathers, and you can just say, well, yeah, but that's because they're crossed with with uh, with frog DNA, um, and uh, that's what <laughs> re removed the feathers from from this this iteration of a dinosaur. So I like it. I like it. <laughs> there you go. And that's in like you said, it, it was proven until it was disproven, or, right. or it's proven until it's disproven. Yeah. Uh, nice. Um, one of the cool parts about this is is the fascination um, with the with the dinosaurs and just the visuals. And one of the things I heard is is Steven Spielberg did a, a he he designed this in a way that you don't see any of the dinosaurs until the characters in the show see the dinosaurs. And so it all 
comes up to this crescendo, and it's like forty minutes in or something like that. It's it's deep into the show where we're. I mean, the Raptors you don't even see until the last fifteen minutes. You know, besides the eyeball. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's un. Well, you see the baby one. You see the baby one. That's what's hatched Correct. from the egg. Right, but but uh, it isn't until like the last 15, 20 minutes that right. that that one bursts through after after you know and you know and uh, after she gets the power back on um, and she's like oh we're it's all good and then it bursts out and ah, oh, I thought you saw him a little I thought you saw him right before that but yeah you might be right but yeah they, I mean they are the big the big crazy you know well I mean. The whole T Rex scene is is phenomenally crazy. The whole you know where where that's all introduced and where shit all starts to hit the fan. But I mean, shit, that is before- so well choreographed. That sequence when when they get stuck and the goat, <laughs> you know, they, they rip the goat apart. You see the leg and and then you know that's that's where Spielberg is a master of tension. I mean, this was. This was like Jaws. This was a horror movie that uh, you know was going to terrify the the kids. That but, but okay. So that that's an interesting thing that I've heard this called many things throughout today from different people. And horror movie was one, but one guy actually mentioned it better. He said it's not a horror movie. It is a scientific af- uh, uh, adventure fantasy that scares the shit out of you. Okay. Okay. That I, I agree with I agree with that. But the sequencing and how that scene played out when that first oh, yeah. T Rex shows up is is masterful. You know, that's that's Oh where, yeah, yeah. Um that's where his storyboarding and you know, I remember seeing behind the scenes stuff on how they got the, the little water to shake by tying a Oh my god tying a, a string to it and plucking it and stuff and you One know One of my yeah. my most memorable scene. Uh-huh. From this entire movie, is that little sine wave shake on the water glass? Yeah, it's, it's, that is. You know, I must have seen this in the theater because I remember the bass rumble when that went <laughs> off. Uh, and yeah, so it's such such a cool part. Uh, but even before that, like when they're first pulling up in the jeeps, and um, she's looking at plants, and he's like standing up in awe and he grabs her for by the the top of the head and turns her <laughs> face to look and then you look out and this is when you first see the uh the long necks or uh i'm not i'm not sure what their actual uh dino name is but uh the it's the brontosaurus i believe or something like that and it's the first time they show the dinosaurs and it, it looks so realistically cool and and you're like dinosaurs are real <laughs> exactly yeah yeah and um, this is where uh spielberg is able to capture that sense of awe he oh, i think he overdoes yeah. it on that scene but it works because <laughs> that's 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 what he's you know and, and you get that you get that music that that yep. glorious soundtrack that uh, and that majestic uh moment and then and then of course uh dr dr hammond's line you know welcome to jurassic park you know right you know? exactly <laughs> So. He, he almost breaks a fourth wall and looks right at the camera. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's, it's almost that point, but it's, yeah, it's so perfectly timed. But then, yeah, the next is definitely the, the, the T-Rex paddock and stuff like that, where the, the, the shit all starts to hit the fan. Right. Right. You know, the power's out. So the cars don't move, which first that's a big problem in this, in the, they should have had hybrids. They should have been a, you know, if the power goes out, you can gas them up and go. Right, so there, there's a big problem right there, but uh, the idea of where they start, you know, the they give you that quick glimpse over, and the the goat's still there, and then you get clip quick glimpse back, and the goat's gone. And you're like, oh shit, okay, right. Um, 
There are some issues with this. There's there's some uh, some plot holes, I will say. Okay. Uh, uh, there's a physical one. Um, the T-Rex breaks the wires and comes through that one spot, right? And that's where he ends up knocking the car over the top. So he walked right up and, and over that area. But then when he knocks the car, it's like a 100-foot drop. So there's, there's a physical problem for, for logistics of how he got up and just walked through where he broke the wire. And and then all of a sudden it's a hundred foot drop where the car comes over because you know the 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 doctor and and Lex are hanging from the side the car is about to go over on top of them and then it ends up in the tree so there, there's Wait, a small issue with that. What what do you mean? I mean I never I never thought that the where the T Rex crossed over was the same as where that cliffside was. There's a, yeah, there's only one break in the wires. If you look at the entire thing when they show he breaks the wires in that one spot and that's where he comes through and that's right next to the car. Huh. Right, and that's okay. where he climbs through, and then that's where the car also gets pushed over. Huh. I'll have to see that again. I didn't. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't catch that. I, I thought that was a whole different location. Um, but okay. Well, I'm pretty sure it is. I don't. I don't remember him like soccer balling that car over to anywhere else. You know, he smashes it all kind of right next to the wall where he came through. I mean, we get that great scene. The first. The first look of the the T Rex is through the windows in the eyes of the kids, right? And it's. That yeah. eyeball look, and 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 so you know, it, it's definitely, and it's all right there, and so great scene. I mean, them him stepping on the car and squishing, and the mud coming through. I mean, the tension is real, and yeah. it's palpable. It is it is thick as shit because you're like like even I've seen this movie tons of times, and even watching it yesterday. When he's standing on that, and I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to get out of this? <laughs> I literally was like, knowing damn well they get out of this, I was like, oh, they're, they're in trouble. Help them. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we get the lawyer who, who leaves them. Yeah. You know, no, nobody thought that lawyer was making it out of this movie. Right. <laughs> he's bait. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that he went in and hid on the toilet. Now, my only my, – <laughs> When when I watch this again and they they blow up the building and he's sitting there on the toilet right, I forgot that he was wearing shorts, and so it looks like his pants are down and he's like taking a crap, <laughs> and I was like, no, they no they didn't do that, did they? It's I'm like, like well, oh, that's even. While I'm here, I might as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, he scared the shit out of me. I'm taking a dump. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then uh, you know he, he munches him. Interesting uh, part about that. This is this is where we kind of get the last of uh, the Goldblum character. He you know, he essentially right. screws up uh, the plan that uh, the doctor had, where he threw the the flare that kept the attention of the T Rex. It was gonna go for it, and then he starts another one and waves him down. It's like right. oh, he blew it. It's one of the, Although yeah. we we still haven't gotten the chest shot that you're talking about floats on the internet with Jeff Goldblum. That's later when he yeah, was, but that's that's. Right at, he doesn't really do much in that. He's no, just I, sitting on the desk. He's got a few. He's got a few lines, you know. But yeah. uh, but right, he obviously can't can't do much. Although he's he does get thrown into the back of the back of the jeep, and that's true, you know, true. And, and that's when you get that that classic uh, object. The things appear. maybe get yeah, closer, yeah. <laughs> and they appear. Yeah, which, which was another one that they they uh, you know was is a questionable scene in the fact that they talk about the speeds of the the t-rex and raptors and stuff that i don't think that jeep was getting up to 60 miles per hour in that short of a distance on that type of road that they, that t-rex might have caught up 
They, they, they made that look really effective though. What I don't, I, you know, later we haven't gotten to the Velociraptors and that's where I think sometimes, um, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We're still talking about T-Rex. (laughs) (laughs) No, it it was, it's a great scene. It's, it's very memorable. And I mean, there's so much from it that it is, uh, uh, spoofed in so many things too. You know, (laughs) the, the eyeball in the window, you know, there's, there's, there's a bunch of the, the the getting eight off the toilet I've seen spoofed in in some other <laughs> things too. So it, it's just the the and then the uh, the um, objects maybe closer uh, uh, mirror shot sure. is spoofed in a ton of different things. So there's a lot of little stuff that this got into you know the the pulp uh, pop culture and stuff like that. So it it it, it made a touchdown with people. It, people were touched by this for sure in in so many ways. We talked about the 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 sound effects and the the roars <laughs> of the 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 T Rex and it's like man it's just <sighs> like yeah. you hear that you hear that sound now and you know right where that sound came from like someone could put this on as like in the middle of a uh, a song or something and everybody's like oh is that the T Rex what's going on? what's going on with that you know it, yeah. it's very distinct yeah. which is which is interesting for a sound effect you know I mean there's there's several movies that have certain sound effects that are very, you know, uh, prominent, and you know what they are. The the whooshing of doors, you know, everybody starts. I I think it's Star Wars, uh, in Star Trek of the the you know the automatic whooshing doors. Door. Whoosh. I think of uh, what's the what's the movie? Oh shit! It was oh Airplane Two, uh, William Shatner. Did you ever see Airplane Two, the second one, which is which I, I, I'm sure space, I did. Rather than an airplane, it's a space shuttle. But I remember he, William Shatner, <coughs> excuse me, is in it, and he, um, he's on his spacecraft or something. Maybe it's maybe it's the shuttle or something like that. But he goes around, and every time he goes to a door, oh, he goes, he goes Shh, you know, and it op- yeah. you know makes the makes the effect, it makes, the noise. <laughs> makes the noise with it with his mouth, and that's kind of how every time they walk through a door, that's what they do. That's funny. <laughs> Shh, um, I thought they, they might have. I kind of remember something like that from um, oh, what's the Tim Allen space movie? Um, Galaxy Quest. Ah, oh, yeah. I think there was a joke like that in there too. <laughs> oh, too bad they can't make a sequel to that because that was uh, that was one of the so most. Good. Yeah, that was that was. We should we should do that on the podcast someday. We, we absolutely could because that's such a fun <laughs> one to watch. Anytime, anytime yeah. I see it. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't actually have a TV cable anymore, so it's not like I can be scrolling around just, and finding yeah, twirling around. It. It, yeah, <laughs> it's not um, for me anymore. <laughs> So when we when we get everything that goes haywire, right? It all starts with with uh, um, Newman's character. Uh, you know, his his eighteen minutes to steal the the embryos. Uh, the tropical storm really screws up everything because that puts everything in a funkiness, and he shuts down the park. Which I, you know, I. You're right. He is the villain, the biggest villain of the the movie, I think, and it's like one of those is like. Did he realize what he was doing, or was he completely oblivious to it? What 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 was the take like when he did this program that shut everything down, or was it just a chaos theory uh, stack up of I'm gonna do this at this time when this is going on? It allows this to happen, and you know so forth and so on. I think What's the storm your- was unexpected, and that's the big monkey wrench. That's the big chaos that that rained down on this on this situation because he had everything all planned out and this was his window and it was all going to shit because they had to you know he didn't have 
time anymore and the, and the storm was coming in. So it messed it all up. Him, I guess, but him shutting down all this stuff, I guess, because then they, they killed all the power to reboot it. And that's really what set everything off. Is is that correct? Well, the first first he he his program uh, turned off a lot of the fences based on where he was going because he had yeah. to get out the door, and so that was some of them. And it wasn't until later that they had to reset the system, um, and that turned off more stuff. Okay, uh, so uh, so it's, he just started the ball rolling, and then chaos came in. I guess, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was it was it, it compounded itself. Uh, the only fix was to shut everything down and then restart it, but it didn't restart without having to get a jump start. So that created more more of a time, and that's when everything shut down. Yeah, except oh. except that little uh, line on the computer that said you know system ready or something like that. How the hell does does a computer have that <laughs> when everything is shut down? I, that I don't get that. Um, it, I don't know. Is like, that a hole? Well, <laughs> I think, it, I mean, I, I could see there right. being a, a battery backup, but that doesn't, if there's a battery backup on the computer, then that's not restarting the program. I, I, I don't know. That, that's. I think it, yeah. I, I, well, I think what it was is that the computer was ready to start up, but it needed that hard reboot. The power had to be dropped to get okay. it to do the hard so, reboot. Is so what maybe I, it had I, a battery backup, but why a screen would just have one little thing in the corner? I think that was before they killed. I think that was before they killed all the power. That no, was everything was dark after. That was after they killed all the power, and and he's all it worked. We remember because that's when Sam Jackson said, "Oh no, it worked. You see this? The system's reset, but we still have to go down and reflip the switch and do all this." So that was. Oh. So it must have been on some sort of battery backup or just that system. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Anyways, big holes, whatever. <laughs> um, but we I, got, we get. Yeah, I mean, they don't bother me too much if you can kind of come up with things that might fit. <laughs> There's so much going on that it, you don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about them either. You could just move on to the next thing and be like, okay, I'm, I'm ready for the next. Well, uh, okay, you know, I'm ready for the next. It's interesting because this, this movie is is based on a theme park, you know, and they really go no holds barred on on the on the idea of on the, on the kind of the merchandising and stuff like that is built okay. into the movie, which is fun. But even the even the movie itself is kind of a series of, of roller coaster rides, you know, not, not, e true, true. not, not even all based on dinosaurs too, because you know, that I, I didn't care for this scene, but there's the one where the car is falling down the tree, you know, little by little by little. It's, it's just, to me, it seemed like a little studio contraption, another, another, <laughs> but, but it does fit into this idea of a, of a little roller coaster ride that's built into this, this theme park that, uh, kind of fits the I, the idea behind the movie is just the series I, I hate it attraction I hated that I hated that scene for I did two too reasons. yeah <laughs> for two uh, reasons is that what you said two reasons okay. yeah for me first two reasons like why would you keep crawling directly under it to get away <laughs> go around the tree yeah just just go around the tree yeah um so that was the first one and the other one is uh like the way it started following it, it just like it's not just going to stop conveniently, but it did give us one of the funnier lines in the movie. We're back in the car. <laughs> We're back in the car. Yeah. <laughs> well. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but not only that, but it's like also the, uh, the kid, you know, and I don't know, maybe this is where he gets a little trauma is, is, you know, he's climbing down and he almost dies, but he's back in the car. And then we get to the, the they're getting ready to turn the power back on and they're on the big electric fence. 
right? <laughs> First off, that kid could have climbed through the fence. Those holes were big enough that he probably could have gotten through those no problem. Probably, yeah. I, I, I was looking at him going, I could probably get through that one, and I'm a fat guy, so I, <laughs> I think he could have got through it. But anyways, uh, then we also get the fact that, you know, he's climbing up and then on the way down and he pauses and freaks out and then the, they, they see the lights come on and the noise and he knows the power's getting ready to start off and he's telling him to jump. He's right below him to catch him when he's going to jump. He The power comes on and he gets thrown off and they show him getting thrown off, but the guy catches him. There ain't no fucking way he's going to turn around and run and catch it just it isn't how it works yeah it, it, that was another one and it's like why you you climb down the tree just climb down go come on with it, it i i get it it added tension and stuff like that and it was a good tension moment but it just also kind of like uh yeah surviving 10,000 volts at you know, you know, I don't think no. I don't yeah, think you would have. And, and it's not going to throw you off. It's going to lock you on to the, the thing. It uh, depends on the voltage. Okay. It, it, uh, uh, alternating current would would uh, send you because it goes on and off. So it's going to go one way and then throw you. Where okay. DC will probably lock you up. How do, electri so how do electrified fences? What do they run off of? I th I think those are more like a, uh, an AC voltage. Okay. So they're not they're not designed to lock you on them. But that high a voltage, it wouldn't fucking matter. It probably would have. It probably would have fried him on the spot. It would. It would have been bug zapper type style. Yeah, that's what um, I would have thought. I wish they had it timed a little bit more to where he started to jump, and then it like and, and know, it zapped it, him a little bit. Yeah, zapped him, but but didn't like he didn't take the full the full charge. Uh, well, not only that, but he hits the ground. He should have hit the ground. His heart. If it was stopped, he he's not just gonna be walking up around if he has to do CPR. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, they should have never done the heart stop either. I I think that would have been, I I think it should have been a little bit more. It, maybe he should have been closer down, and instead of catching him, he ends up like hitting him and rolling together or whatever. It should have been. It, it just wasn't good for I, me. I I even looked that one up on online today just to try to find if there was anyone that could back that up as as legitimate and. I, and, you know, of course, this is a 30-year-old movie, so there's not that many people debating this movie these days <laughs> on the Internet. But there was, there was a Reddit string that kind of went through some of these things. And, you know, you go on the Internet and you just get, you know, conflicting views where people are saying... Oh, for things. sure. But it, nothing really sold me on the fact that, that that was a survivable situation, it seemed. I, I, don't, believe, I don't believe it is. Yeah. I mean, well, okay, so here's the thing is voltage isn't what kills you, it's the amps. Mm -hmm. So... If if it was ten thousand, it was at ten thousand volts, I believe, right? Uh, the amperage would have to be so low that it almost is unrecognizable uh, uh, for that not to just kill you. Well, obviously they don't want to kill the T Rex, but but still a T Rex. That's you 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 got to up the you got to it's got to be a certain level to to dis dissuade them from. And that's and that's why I believe it would probably be an AC voltage, so it wouldn't be that it would it would lock them up because if they leaned against it, it would lock whatever. It's gonna it's. Good. The idea okay. is that it, that makes it sense. contracts your muscles if it's DC because it just goes one way. It either contracts or extends. So if it was uh, an AC, it's going to kind of flip and flop them, so it's not going to make you lock onto it. So. Okay. It, it, but yeah, it, that was one of my least favorite scenes overall. Um, but it, you know, we we it gets him off with the children and kind of on that little adventure, and that's where we got them almost run over by the the. The herd of ostriches, you know, whatever those things. Yeah. Oh, uh, great scene. And this is this is that big CGI scene that really nailed it for this because and even today it holds up. Like I was I was trying to like 
find holes in it where I'm like, oh, that just doesn't look real. But it it does a great job with with them running in between them. Uh, my only problem with it was is when they jumped over the log, and then as soon as they all passed, they they snuck around to the back. I'm like, if they're all running that way, something's probably chasing them. <laughs> well, they like, even, the dialogue even suggests that too. He's like, you know, they're talking about, and and isn't that what happened? Isn't it? A, it's a T-Rex. Well, but it comes out it comes out in front of them after they already go to the backside. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So to me, it'd have been like they should have been sitting there, and the T-Rex comes out and grabs it, and then they go, oh, fucking scramble to get to the backside. That would have been better. Yeah. But uh, it, you know, it was like it was what it was. It, it was a great scene for what it was. It was magical. It was majestic. Seeing these dinosaurs run, and you know, he even goes, "Oh, they they run like a herd," you know, because he, he his his theories are all being proven in a way. Yeah, which is kind of cool. And then yeah, we get another T Rex thing where he comes out and munches on those things. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, definitely cool part about that. Um, I can't remember. I think it's shortly after that that they end up getting all the way back to the. Do they find the jeep, or she comes out and gets them? Because they yes. end up back at the they they end up back at the compound pretty close close after this, don't they? Right. I think it's it's um, there's there's that scene where Doctor Sattler finds finds him, and and she's like run run, but I I don't know if that's the same same time he got back. Oh. They, they, that's right. They come up and it's after she turned on the power. Yeah. And she comes in and tells them to run because she saw the, 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 she saw the the velociraptor. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that was the one that didn't, didn't live up to me is when she first turns on all the power and the thing sticks its head out of the cables. It it looks, it looks cheesy, but it looks stupid. At the same time, it's, it's one of the biggest jump scares in for for audiences but i, I agree it, it it's almost like it's almost obnoxiously uh uh you know it, unrealistic it, it, yeah the way it's it's almost like it plays into the whole horror horror genre of oh, yeah look at me i'm here you know and uh well but it's also like why did it stop there like it shows everywhere else it chases with with ravenous you know uh determination to get to him why would it just poke its head through some wires like if they wanted to do that, they should have shown it like trying to get to her, but somehow tied up in something. Yeah, you know, give it give it more of a realistic chance. But yeah, just it got it's a, like a here's Johnny kind of fucking thing through the wires. And it's, it's like, like a ghost no. going boo boo, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then oh, and then we got the. Or you or you <laughs> you're dub it. You you know do do some sound. <laughs> and it's like what's up, you know. <laughs> Here's Raptor. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we also, you know, she gets out in the cage and then the, the hand falls down on her arm and she thinks it's uh, oh. Samuel L. Jackson. And then, you, so someone brought this up too. Is like, Raptors and T-Rexes don't seem like the type that are going to leave parts around. Like they're going to eat every little bit. Like she just, it, it kind of doesn't make sense. And I well, was like, yeah. And I, not I get only you. that. Who got? I mean, the way she just gets so like, oh, good, you're here. When someone puts their hand on your on your shoulder, from, you know, even though right. it's this arm, to me that doesn't doesn't gel with how someone would respond. It's, she it, it, she it, should I, have screamed and yeah, ran. 
I, I get it because they're trying to create a, a, a oh, it's okay. From an audience point of view, you see the arm yeah. and it looks fine until she, so, so you want to show her being disarmed. Ha ha pun. And, oh. and then, and then, um, I, I didn't and then re-arm. Yeah. And then re <laughs> when she, when she sees the, yeah, sees the bloody, bloody limb that uh, uh, comes out. That's funny. So, it, so it's still playing to the audience in this kind of, yeah. uh, choreographed not, not, there, there's some like i said there's some parts in this that make it just like yeah you could have done better you, you <laughs> well, but no i get it it's i don't know if you've seen jaws much or if that's a movie that and, and i saw jaws when i was young jaws uh, is a sure. movie where unlike jurassic park you know the shark looks ridiculous but yes it doesn't take away too much from the movie because in most cases it's it's more this lurking thing on the outside what makes that movie so effective i think is is the dialogue how the characters interact the realism the 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 tension that's built and that i don't remember any of that i I, know that i was scared out of my fucking mind because i saw that when i was young to the point where i still can't go swimming in a swimming pool and be in the pool by myself right it's a different formula so it wasn't this i mean same director but in that one, he was creating a terror, like an, an un, under, you know, this this realism of terror, and, and you know the way everything was put together, it it carried itself in a in a very realistic way. Whereas Jurassic Park is more of a cartoon. It's it's more it's. I think he was a little catering towards younger audiences, even though it was, you know, this horror movie, or as you as you've heard described, what would you call it a. a a thriller scientific oh yeah thriller scientific with, thriller with, with that scares horror. the shit out of you yeah, yeah, scares the shit out of you yeah it was a different formula and i don't think it worked as well from a my standpoint i didn't and and as much as i enjoyed this the cg and and these action sequences i was a little you know i came out going ah you know that the characters didn't get to me except except for a handful that that made it worth it but uh um, right because it didn't it didn't it didn't ground itself. It seemed like it played up the the uh, the cartoony aspects, even even outside of these these dinosaurs. Right. He uh, he definitely. I mean, Spielberg has a, a big list of of movies. Right. Oh I mean, God, I know. Well, he did. This was this was. He didn't even. You know, when he when he was finishing this, George Lucas even stepped in and helped finish this movie or some of the special effects because he was off doing uh, Schindler's List by the end of the production. So yeah. I mean, doing those back to back, what a, and, and, and yeah, I, I find it interesting to look at his collection of, of movies because some of them I'll go and say, that's just genius, brilliant. And it <laughs> so authentic. And then he has lots of movies that to me, don't, don't do it. You know, well, he had, someone he had, was saying he, he does a lot of, he'll do like a, a, big action summer piece and then he'll do like a thinker piece and then he goes back and does a blockbuster sure. and he goes and does a thinker and and i agree i mean but he's man looking at some of his stuff i know i know you're a huge et fan yeah yeah right? i was 12 that was a big <laughs> that was a big deal i was i wanted it to it on you uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well and, I, and i'm sure that's why you really like reese's pieces it's got to be absolutely i remember going to yosemite <laughs> that year and uh they had reese's pieces at uh at their the cause we were at the the um the little store 
Yeah, the little store because we were in the in the tents or not the or like the housekeeping tents and stuff. And I'd go to the store, buy Reese's pieces, and then go around and start hiding them. You know, I, just oh, like no. a. I know, I know. It was kind of embarrassing. I I, I remember in Woodshop in June, my junior. In junior high school, making an ET phone home piece out of woodshop, and it wasn't until I finished that I realized how ridiculous it was, and I was <laughs> and I was embarrassed to turn it in because I thought that I mean, but it took took the whole project for me to kind of get from I'm so enamored I want to be Elliot to where it's like this probably doesn't look very cool to my peers that I'm kind of obsessed with. It. Okay, <laughs> all right, uh, I'll say you know what it doesn't really matter. I was a huge. <laughs> And still am a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. Yeah. And in high school, right, in high school, I was deep into the turtles. I was like I had I was making cardboard weapons and all kinds. So don't even worry about it. you just you yeah, do but, you. But they're cool. You, I was reading something just just today or <laughs> yesterday about the weapons of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and how each one of them were was given to them in a way of Opposite to, of their personalities. Yeah, opposite of their personalities, and it described each one of them and and the and the personality and how it was used to try to to bring out things that they struggled with. And I thought, man, that's that's so, okay. There's something really cool I, about that. I, I saw that exact same thing, and I shared it with uh with the Turtle Soup group. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and it, it it got into a discussion, and and so we were discussing was that intentional or was it an accidental. And uh, it was accidental that it really ended up like someone really thought deeper into that, but it makes so much sense. And yeah. it is, it's literally the weapons that they were given were, were kind of to uh, offset their personalities in a way like Raph was, he's the very hot headed guy and he was given size, which are a primary defensive weapon yeah. to, to, you know, and I was like, fuck, this is so, and, and, but the, it's, mor and the moral one was given swords because so he, yeah, he had, you, know, sorry, yeah. you, you got to face the, the fact that you, you need to, kill someone or you need to that's, yeah. that's leo that's me that's that's my boy there you go <laughs> uh i don't think i was gonna have, say i don't uh, think you have a problem facing the fact that you might have to kill someone <laughs> true I, I i'm a kind of mix between them i'm not just yeah. one turtle uh i wanted to just know offhand i i outside of et what would you say is your favorite spielsberg movie i raise last star i mean that was yeah. I, I, you know, I did, that was dumb. I shouldn't even. I, I'm looking right at it too. Going, yeah, you're right. But that that's something that just defined my my childhood. And right. I mean, I that's I we you know, when we did the podcast on that, I think I said that that's even over Star Wars. That's that's my my favorite movie from my childhood. Um, okay. But, okay. But I. Then that carried. I, I'm not as big of a fan of of the the movies after that the the other uh, the indiana jones ones they, they lose their, oh yeah they, they lose their authenticity they're fun but they lose their authenticity that i think existed in that rage of lost ark and that's where i've seen it in jaws et uh you know he's got a collection of movies where he can find that authenticity that grounds it and i'm a sucker for that i mean it i, I don't i was trying to figure out how to articulate what didn't impress me about Jurassic Park. And, and, and a lot of it is just that failure to, to ground some of the, some of the dialogue. It seems a little overdone, but that doesn't necessarily mean a movie is bad. That's just some, that, that's something that's built into me, you know? So I, I don't know. I, I still rate this as a, as a, as a great movie with, with, wonderful sequences but that part has just always bugged me and never made it the the big 
90, what is it? 92% on Rotten Tomatoes and, you know, audience right. 90, 91. And, you know, it's, it's up there. I don't, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not at that, at that caliber when it comes to rating this movie. Yeah, no, I get you. I, uh, for me, I, I, I would, uh, I would have to go with probably Saving Private Ryan, but that's also one of my favorite movies overall of yeah. all time kind of thing. Um, just, I mean, it's one of those things is it, you know, we talked about imprinting. <sighs> It, it, it imprints on you. Well, let me bring uh, up Spielberg's movies because because it is different to talk about a childhood. Um, <laughs> well, I was I'm just scrolling through his director movies. Sure. Uh, and and I I agree with you. Like the stuff after Jurassic Park, other than other than really Saving Private Ryan, there's not many blockbusters that are really like stand out incredible. He has some other things like Schindler's List. Um, that are really, really good. Um, Munich. I, I was a big fan of Munich. That was an interesting movie. Uh, but that's also, that's not like a blockbuster though. That's kind of what I was saying is his, his, he just his better movies as much lately. I mean, Lincoln, uh, you know, was probably, I mean, that was okay. I mean, that was something that was, I, it was, I, I found it was all about the actor Daniel Day Lewis. That but that's what I mean is is. Yeah. But I mean his stuff was not the blockbuster action stuff. It's more the other. So, uh, but I, I figured out exactly what his his next best one off of uh, Saving or um, Indiana Jones. It's got to be for you, Ready Player One. That's got to <laughs> be the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I know. Um, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, we go back to our podcast on that one. I did watch West Side, <laughs> West Side Story, which which is very well um it, it has a it has a vision he he's able to to choreograph scenes and create a certain mad magic to it but it still wasn't a movie that i was really hooked on yeah even hook you know i say hooked on but hook was one of the first ones that really disappointed me when it oh came, for sure uh just because i thought i thought he didn't do a good job it, it seemed like a whole bunch of set pieces uh, so, inter intercut with some matte paintings and I just didn't get a feel for that. So what I heard uh, someone talk about was Hook is that it was his his go at trying to make a Goonies movie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just it didn't work. Yeah, well he went yeah. crazy with his producing and yeah, you look at you look at you know, he did Poltergeist and Goonies and there, I mean there's tons of stuff that just came out of his Amblin production company that that he had, yeah. you know, that were he gets, you know, he, I remember Amazing Stories. You remember that? Which was a television yeah. show that was kind of inspired by uh, Spielberg. Um, and I didn't realize how much uh, TV he's gotten involved with. Uh, so um, one of the things he was working on when uh, Jurassic Park came out was uh, with uh, Crichton was ER, which was supposed to start oh. off as a movie and then ended up as a fabulous long-running TV series. And I so I was surprised by that. No, I, me either. And so when I was looking at, he has a lot of producer credits for stuff that were were real fabulous TV. Even some stuff that's not fabulous TV, but is kind of crazy to think. Uh, Animaniacs, it, which is a <laughs> Warner Brother uh, cartoon, which I love. Uh, he actually is a an executive producer on that. And I was like, oh my god, that's so crazy cool. Um, you know, he, he he's a very interesting person. Um, does some great movies. Uh, both blockbuster and non-blockbuster, um, but it's it's very interesting at how much he's been involved and how much he gets into stuff. Um, 
we've we've touched on pretty much most of this the the big action pieces in this one like you said mm -hmm. roller coaster rides i, I don't think except, we've gotten, yeah go ahead <laughs> i just say we we get to the final where it's kind of in the kitchen in the the raptors are after the kids which is this is where i think the tension is at its highest almost right yeah. i mean even with the t-rex it was it was it was there but i don't know if it was as is like oh my god and I don't know if it's because it's the kids and it's so crazy and we know how deadly these raptors are or well, what. But the, he, Spielberg spent a lot of time during this movie not showing us the raptors and yet teasing the the, the terror they could, the, you know, of, of them. You know, the opening true, sequence true. opening sequence shows just the methodical way where they're where they're trying to do everything they can to get these raptors into this thing, you know. First team in, you know, do do this. Second, first team out, you know. Second team in, go, you know. And it's it's impressive how much attention, and yet it still still goes south. And so, well, and I, I that, there was there was a small problem I have rewatching that one is the scene where the guy's getting pulled into the cage. Uh -huh. He's basically just getting like he gets lifted up to like the six foot mark, but there's no pulling on him. There's like. If you thought about, uh, if you've ever seen a lizard or anything like that, or an alligator get a hold of a piece, it doesn't just sit there and pull on it. Like yeah. maybe a dog, they shake and roll. Like that guy should have been bouncing all around. Getting, that was my only problem with it. it. Was it just, it didn't have the the gravitas that I think it could have if they would have done some movement with that guy. You know, it's it's interesting to come. You 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 say that, and so it's easy to compare it to the first scene in Jaws. You know where the 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 woman goes swimming dip in and uh, she jumps in and then she gets you know taken down by it but it starts with just a little peck little peck and then she's just thrown all over the place much like this guy is but probably more to your liking because first off she's naked <laughs> but also uh, a lot more a lot more flailing is going on that seems a little bit more. Well, yeah. That's what it should have looked. It shouldn't have just been trying to pull him in and where he's just holding on to the, yeah. like, it should have been tugging. He should have been, he shouldn't have just went up four feet in the air and stood there. Yeah. Like it's not just going to lift him up. It's going to slide him down. Pull, yeah. It, I, but, I agree. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of how this, this scene played out, but it, it still establishes, I mean, it still shows what Spielberg so, yeah, was trying deadly. to do was to, well, and, and how he was continued to tease them little by little throughout the whole movie up until this last 15 minutes. And it's like, okay, here we go. Let's see. And by that time, you're just like chomping at the bit to see these guys in action. You know, you've gotten your yeah. T-Rex fix, but, but all they've been doing is teasing these raptors because I don't think at this point velociraptors were really tied to our our dinosaur lore growing up. Were they? True, true. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, T-Rex, that's what that's what we knew. We knew the Brontosaurus Rex and or the, I like the kids yeah, joke. Got... The, the kids joke. Uh, do you do you think he saw us? And do you think? He oh saw right, us? yeah. That's kind of clever. Um, but yeah, so the so now now they've appeared. Great, great scenes. I mean, the the hiding in the kitchen and the whole creep, and then you know, there's a mix of CGI and practical, like when the the foot comes down and the tapping with the uh, yeah, claw. Yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, like so I didn't like it when it was running after them, uh, when it was just like the clomping clomp. Because to me, it didn't seem like they were. It, it seemed like a puppet, and they didn't look very fast with from that low point of view shot. 
like like it's just a puppet guy going clomp 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 um, yeah no you're right they should have filmed some chickens running because that <laughs> the chickens that's how they run they, they they get that head down and they go and those fuckers can move well yeah that didn't seem to match or gel with the with the the cg stuff but most stuff yeah. was was unbelievable i loved the little fog of the glass um, yeah my favorite shot for me the this most terrifying moment was when the uh, I think it's the the girl. Yeah, she's in um, the she's trying to get in the cabinet. No, not that one. No, it's later. Oh, when, when she, she falls. When she falls, and you know, and she hangs on, and they pull her up, and you're watching in the background. The raptor falls onto the ground, kind of looks back up, and then jumps just at the set right at the right at the moment. And to me, that is just epic. The way that. I, I was terrified was, in the theater, I remember. That one was really good. And then the other one is where you see her trying to get into the cabinet and shut it so they yeah. can't it's charging and, and it looks like it's gonna hit her and then you realize it's the reflection. It's like, oh son of a bitch. You you mentioned so, the, you mentioned the joke uh about uh, oh we're back in the car now. Um <laughs> to me I think the uh my favorite is isn't necessarily a joke it's just how the film used timing to to kind of get over this hurdle of our raptors really that smart but when when she says okay you know we got can they get in and 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 what is it dr uh, oh, dr sadler just yeah. says unless they learn how to open doors and then or, boom cut to the raptor going it, you know open it up yeah. <laughs> it's like oh my god that's ridiculous but i thought it was so cleverly done to where it kind of gets you over that hump of nah they couldn't do that because they kind of integrated into the into the the the, the, the joke of, of and, and, <laughs> and it's believable okay because yeah. i've seen dogs <laughs> and cats trained to open doors with those type of handles yeah now if they were smart and had the round handles nah that guy ain't getting in yeah so just just to go to show i'm looking at my door handles going they got they got the the handle over on the side i'm like damn raptor's gonna get me in my house (laughs) (laughs) uh but no that was it's it's a crazy scene i mean we get the the them running through and climbing down the trying to climb down the bones of the t-rex and jumping all over and spinning little little campy in a way but it also that to me is where it's like oh they're setting this this up for a theme park right yeah (laughs) Yeah, that I guess I guess in the original storyboard, uh, Hammond came with a shotgun and took out, you know, helped take out one of the oh, okay. one of the raptors. But uh, and I don't think Spielberg was that satisfied with the ending. But it and it it almost feels a little anticlimactic. At the same time, cinematically, it is such a beautiful shot when after the rat, you know, the the T Rex comes in and takes out one of the raptors. The other one goes, and they run out. But it's just that shot. Of yeah, of the of the ribbon kind of falling down in front of it, yeah, and it and it launches into that big uh, guttural roar, alligator vocal, whatever it is for that low it's frequency. The, it's the dog, penguin, uh, do, uh, <laughs> alligator, uh, baby elephant uh, roar. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that was also one of my my big problems at the end too. Is uh, I don't think a uh, the Velociraptor would try and take on a T Rex. Like at the end, you know, the one gets bitten down and then the other one goes and attacks him. Like if they're a smart animal, they're not going to try single attack on a, a predator that w- is their natural predator. And that was that was my only like it would have been better to have it run and, you know, like take off and then, you know, they get away kind of thing. than then to have it just kind of fight out like that. It just I think it would have been better. I personally. I loved the look of that raptor's face when it like like 
kind of backed up and took a leap and is like, I'm going for you. So I, I get what I, you're saying. I don't know if it's, I don't know how, I mean, how realistic is all the dinosaur behavior? I think they were taking, <laughs> they were taking liberties that they, because the true, science wasn't true. there and, and yeah. It's like, still not, it's still not. Yeah, there is no. I'm, I'm sorry. There is no way to prove the the what what a no. raptor would do. Well, well, right. Which is why it seems fair that they can take some liberties by making. I, I agree. Decisions. Themselves. I'm just going by typical typical animal behavior, especially they're talking about them being a smart animal. Uh -huh. Like you know, smart animals don't go and and attack a predator that's bigger than you. It just it's just natural. Uh, selection kind of thing but then again it could have been like she was so smart that she thought she was smarter than it and you know and then she got pissed because it killed off her mate or whatever I, you know who knows it, it maybe it just maybe it's a, the chihuahua of the dinosaurs and it just thinks it's bigger and can do whatever it wants uh you know that's small dog syndrome <laughs> now like uh like top gun the reason that we're podcasting on this one is because uh, there's a, there's oh, a movie yeah, yeah. just that that's in the theater now it's uh jurassic uh, world dominion right and, the, and it brings back yeah. the original cast it's like the first the first of the the jurassic movies to bring everyone yeah. back together um have you seen all the the, the, the i have seen all jurassic? of them yeah i believe i've seen all of them but the newest Right. Uh, it's been yeah. a while since I've seen them, and I have seen the two the two newer ones. And uh, my biggest question comes after this one really is like, who the fuck's gonna let someone open up another Jurassic World, Jurassic Park? Yeah, <laughs> when this shit went this south, who's who who's gonna? <laughs> that was my only question when I I got to the end of this going, yeah, no, no how how do you convince people to do this again? <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need to go find out again. You know, it's uh, I, almost, I, I, I bet it's, uh, you talk to women who've given child, you know, given birth. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's like, why the hell would you want to have another one after you, right, right. you went through that? And there's this talk of, you know, you, you forget the pain, you know, I'm not saying I, I forget the pain, but, but, but maybe it's the same sort of thing, you know, after you okay, escape, I'll go with escape, that. escape danger, the, you know, the, the desires start creeping back in and it's like, Oh, so kids I, are like I, dinosaurs. And, and he even says, <laughs> he even says, Dr. Hammond says, uh, you know, next time I'll make sure all the safety things are in place and da 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 da, -da And, and, uh, you know, someone should have slugged him right well, there. Well, Sla <laughs> does kind of give him shit. It's like, listen to yourself, you know, <laughs> this yeah. is not, this is not okay. But, um, it's, it is good though. It is, it is. Do you have a, a preference for the the subsequent ones, the Jurassic ones? Uh, um, you know, I don't. I don't think I do. I think I. I think they're all kind of on par. Uh, the original um, Jurassic Park has a little bit more nostalgia for me. Sure. In the fact that it, and I also think it's a little more epic because it's the first time we see it. Um, where there's some there's some funny things and some interesting things that happen in the later ones and then the newer ones that are fun, but I don't know if any of them will ever capture that first time you see the dinosaur and it, it it's how magical it is yeah. in in essence of the movie. I I don't know if any of them can really beat that. Uh, it's not perfect by any means. Like like it, there it's. It doesn't, and it doesn't hold up a hundred percent. Like I'm sure this was much better watching it, you know, in in the early '90s than it is now. But it still is really, really good. Where the other ones are good action movies, but I don't think they will ever, ever tap the the enthusiasm that people had for the first one. Right. I 
I enjoyed the second one. I remember I went out and read the Michael Crichton book ahead of time because it was released beforehand and that was fun. I, I enjoyed the, the third one, which brought Sam Neill back and more than, than a lot of people, a lot of people gave that one shit. Um, <laughs> I, I really think they did a great job with Jurassic World from, from an entertainment standpoint. I thought that was correct, so correct. much fun. Um, but I thought the last one, I can't remember the name of it, Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom was a load of crap. I mean, that was a bigger pile of shit than the, than what we see uh, <laughs> next to, next to uh, Dr. Dr. Malcolm, you know, when he's standing next to the pile of, of dinosaur shit. I mean, I, I, I only saw it once and it just, to me, it was a, a big letdown. And I've heard, you know, the, the newest one only has, I think, like a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I've heard some mixed mixed opinions i, I, I think, think it it's a, one of those it's got a bigger audience score but i think what it is is it's getting to the point where it's kind of like they have to keep going bigger and bigger huh. and bigger and, and it, it takes away from the story where it's like then it's just like how how much more ca crazy can you make the the dinosaurs i i mean yeah. i do remember watching fallen kingdom and I, I didn't think it was horrible but yeah it definitely is nowhere near as good as or memorable as as the original even at least um, it kind of tried something a little different i just thought it was really bad storytelling uh remember yeah. it just didn't feel like it I mean, but i agree with you jurassic world which is the first chris pratt one yeah. uh was very interesting and and i think it had some cool premises because they they really touched on something that started in this original one with when he talked about um Hammond uh, was saying that he was there for all the dinosaurs' births so that they imprint on him. Yeah, that's and right. Then, and, then, and then this comes back into that one where, where you know, we have the imprinting and kind of the, the communication with Pratt and the, and the raptors. So I think that that is kind of a cool thing that they did with that. So it, it, it is they, – they're doing – they're doing like what happens a lot of movies is they're – they're starting to try and capitalize off of what was so good about it, but then it's just like, okay, it's a little too much, too far. Like, maybe you should have left that one. Uh, Ghostbusters 2, right? Yeah. Trying to capitalize on Ghostbusters 1 just wasn't as good, you know? And, uh, you know, then we even got the, the latest Ghostbusters. It's still trying to capitalize and all that, and it just... It yeah. was never as good as originals. And, Production and so companies, I think yeah, they want a franchise that they can keep t keep dipping into. And so oftentimes, though, that means that the, the movies that they churn out, you know, start getting less and less interesting. Yeah. You know, you don't get your, your Lord of the Rings epics or, or <laughs> original Star Wars trilogies every day. It's it's because True. because it's, you know, the, the people on the other end making the money. They're just like, nope, the kids want to see dinosaurs just. Give me a movie, put more dinosaurs in them, make them bigger, better, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, let me know when you're done, and we'll start the next one. You know, <laughs> right? They right. don't care if the reviews are crap as long as it's making making a buttload of money. So, so I guess there was seven. Is am I am I reading this right? There's seven. Seven. Oh wait, no, maybe six. Okay, Lost World, Jurassic. Okay, Lost World was the second one. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But there are there are some other spin-off things. Jurassic World Camp something that came out 2020. That looks stupid. Anyways, <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of it. Uh this was a fun one. I I almost wish we would have had a little bit more time. I I would have kind of enjoyed watching this one again. Uh, it was one of those ones is after I I had watched it, I literally was like, yeah, I could I could probably rewind and watch that again and and not be bored. <laughs> uh 
it, it had that kind of play re, replayability. It, it has that rewatchability that, you know, we talk about in other movies. And, uh, you know, listening to some people talk about this and, and how it imprinted on them, a uh, lot younger than, than it was when I, came, when I uh, first saw it, uh, like 93, I was, I was, you know, in my early 20s, you know, yeah, me too. already yeah. already started my Coast Guard career and things like that. And, um, 93, I might have already met my wife at the time, maybe not together fully, but uh, so different mindset for me where some of these people, they were, they were young, they were 10, 12, you know, earlier. Uh, I remember one girl talking about how she, she had the VHS for this and that's when she learned to use the VHS and uh, she was homesick with chicken pox or something and she, she just watched this on repeat. She just watched it, rewound it, watched it, rewound it, watched, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I, I've done that with some movies when I was six, so I, I get that. You know, yeah. especially when you know in the in the '90s, there's there's not the streaming <laughs> uh, availability that we have, so you can't you just you got to watch what you got. And so, um, this is this is one of those ones that I think imprinted on a lot of people because of what it was at the time. It was it was so big compared to what was else out there. Now, the ones we're getting today, it's kind of just another drop in the hat. You know what I mean? Yeah. With with CGI the way it's gone and and with stuff like that it's so much easier to make a movie like this and and not put the extra work in that they did to make this so incredible so yeah uh it is good though and and like i said it it'll it'll always be on on uh, you know a top list for me as far as like you know maybe maybe top 50 kind of thing i don't know if it'll if it'll get much lower than that but it's definitely in that area of like I, I if it was on I probably would sit and watch some of it. Yeah, I got I got a mixed relationship with it, but yeah. some, but but again, some of the scenes are just I, I would I would break out certain scenes and just say these are probably this is probably going my top 10 list of 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 sequences that you know it's that it's that well crafted and that's the genius of Spielberg and and his ability to create more than just you know, size and throw it in your face like a lot of these people who are making dinosaur movies do. They just yeah. <laughs> go bigger, go better. He does so much more uh, to create something out of out of you know the pace and build it up and create tension and 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 his angles and his his focal length and all these things that are going in uh, to to create, you, create these scenes. What are you excited to see the new one? No, no, no. <laughs> you know if. I, it probably I'll probably wait until it streams it's unless unless strange. we end up wanting to to podcast on it. If I don't know if you see it and decide it's worth it. Otherwise, no, I'll probably and yeah, maybe I'll that's prob just because it's it's not getting much of a reaction. And uh, so, and although that sometimes feeds into my liking something more, if it's if it's getting so Is much people don't like it, I want to know why. Well, no, it's just I'll set my expectations to a level and then. And and then I'll be pleasantly surprised. It's not always the case, but uh, but sometimes sure, sure. it it kind of sets it up for better better reward if I'm not expecting much. Right. All right. Uh, I think we've we've pretty much tackled it. I don't know if there's anything in this movie that happened that you want to bring up or any uh, ideas or anything or or anything that got in your craw. No, I think we've done a good job kind of exploring things as we've talked. So I don't have anything on my list of my yeah. notes or anything. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I pretty much covered all the stuff I was thinking about. I mean, it. It. I thought it was a well done movie for the time. It. It. It was what it was, and it was exciting. And and people still talk about it today. It's still one of the most recognizable um, art 
logos, right? You know that that dinosaur and the, right. the red dot thing. Yeah. Uh, the the even the um, font is very recognizable and stuff like that. So right, that's where really... like, they built the merchandising into the yeah. movie. Uh, as they should have because it was based off this thing part. I will do another plug to Michael Crichton because he is such a interesting author in, in how he can find such really fascinating source material and turn it into, into an epic action sequence and stuff. And uh, they're really interesting books to read. So, uh, you know, he's done. I might have to check some of that out then. Yeah. I might, I might I have don't, to check it out. Some of the adapta adaptations in the movies are good. I, I like good disclosure, but some are crap like Congo. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there that, that doesn't match up, but I think he passed away about 10 years ago or maybe, maybe a little longer. Um, mm. but, uh, but he had a long, a good run of, of really, really good. Well, he had a lot of money because I know he got paid a shit ton for just this one. So yeah, and yeah. and I think he made a lot off of ER also. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Which was a which was run on TV. All right, good deal. Well, uh, that's it for Jurassic Park. Um, and uh, we're, we will be back next week where we're gonna get back into our MCU. Uh, that should be a fun discussion because I know, uh, me personally, I I think Ant Man is one of my favorite heroes in the MCU. Uh, you know, so I've, I'm a huge I, Paul Rudd fan. Uh, one of his oh, favorite, right. <laughs> favorite memes of his is uh, Tane, <laughs> Tane. If you look up Tane on the on YouTube, you find this crazy little short of him. Uh, T A Y N E. Paul Rudd. Look it up. Um, okay. So <laughs> maybe I'll yeah, Paul my, Rudd's maybe great. I'll base my drink off of that if I can come up with a nice Tane, Tane cocktail <laughs> just just to plug that because I think it's great. Good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy we're back into the movies. I'm getting more and more excited for uh, Thor uh, Love and Thunder coming soon. So this will feed right into that. Uh, there's a bunch of other cool stuff going on. I know there's uh, there's some MCU stuff on uh, Disney right now. There's also some Star Wars stuff on Disney right now. So fun to watch. Uh, right. Orville. Orville is out again. Uh, right. I started watching. I, I saw a couple episodes or like one and a oh, half. Oh, good. We we'll definitely have to uh, cover uh, season three of Orville again, like we right. did originally. Uh, maybe one or two episodes, maybe three at the most, like we did before. But I I am so excited to get back into that one. Uh, I think everybody should watch it. It is it is such a good show. Uh, the new Star Trek. Um, I can't. I never Discovered, remember. What no, the, it's not that. It's not Discovery. Horizon, it's a, uh, Horizon or no no New Horizons. Um, no, okay. New Horizons or Strange New Worlds or something. Okay. something. It's the it's the newest one with Pike. So good. I always uh, liked very... Pike because I don't think he even showed up until second season of uh, what, Discovery. What, yeah, Discovery. Is it with Discovery? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I thought he was a great addition. Um, he he is fabulous. It's a great great story. Um, they're doing the the old school style where each episode is kind of one story. It's not like. You know, you got to tune in next week to find out what happens. It's <laughs> it's kind of like you can watch one and be done, um, but they're all really and and they still have some ongoing stuff. So really good. Uh, but yeah. Um, and I and just okay. just to throw this out there again because you were mentioning a whole bunch of stuff. I think it's July 11th is when Better Call Saul returns to AMC <laughs> Plus, which I I think that's probably my most uh, epic desire right now is to, to to see how that the last six episodes because that's six more episodes and then we're done um to see how that plays out 
Uh, I, well, I maybe maybe I'll go back and watch them at once they're all done. You know, yeah, well, I don't I, I don't think season six is available right now uh, to watch. So eventually they'll drop it onto Netflix. Hopefully, um, I had to get AMC Plus to to watch them, and they only lasted for like a couple, you know, a couple weeks. Oh, and they dropped them, so I can't watch them right now, even though I've got a. I I hate that. I that, I do too. Um, so they just they they're just getting us with the money. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, here at How We Seize It. Hopefully, you enjoyed this one. Uh, maybe you were able to make your own cocktail or uh, had all the ingredients to make one of uh, the ones we came up with. Uh, let us know on our Facebook uh, or Instagram. Uh, you can also join uh, or email us at the podcast at gmail dot com. Um, Rate, review, and subscribe, as Bo would always say. And uh, then join us again next week for uh, the MCU and uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. Other than that, that's all we got. Hail Caesars. Hail Caesars. What does that mean? What does that mean?